Let's pray as we begin. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, friends, you made it to Confirmation Sunday. The mini-sermons are done. You've studied the Old and New Testament and the history of the church. You've taken dozens of sermon notes. You've entered into friendship with your counselor friends. You've asked really good questions. You've served in the city. You've learned the Books of the Bible song, which I am confident is just annoying enough that you will never forget it. And here you are on your confirmation day. The whole goal of this two-year class is to get you to this Sunday, to get you to Confirmation Sunday, a place where you are confirmed, confirmed in your faith, confirmed in your relationship with God, and in the gifts and the abilities that God has given to you. And you've spoken so well of all of that through your mini-sermons. We don't require you to have all the right answers, to have everything figured out, to reach some apex of your faith life, just that you recognize that through Jesus Christ, God is at work in your heart. My grand hope is that you would truly embrace a life of following Jesus Christ, the life of being a Christian. So I think it's fair to ask uh, this Sunday, what does it really mean to be a Christian? Pretty good question to ask on Confirmation Sunday. I think Acts 11, which was read for us, gives us a framework uh, for what that means because this is the first occurrence of the word Christian that we have. And I think as we look at the context, we'll see that it's pretty instructive about what it means to live as a Christian as well. The place where this term comes to life is the church in Antioch. Antioch was a major city in the first century. It was situated on a crossroads of travel and commerce with Mediterranean Sea to the west and the Syrian desert to the east. It was a cosmopolitan city, so think New York or Paris or Tokyo, a place that was a, a melting pot of culture, of language, of race and ethnicity, religions and ways of life. And it was in, the, it was in Antioch that God's message of, of love through the saving grace of Jesus Christ really took hold in a mighty way. In fact, it took hold in such a way that the church in Jerusalem became maybe a little bit concerned about what was going on and they wanted to send somebody to go check it out because they wanted to make sure that everything in Antioch was on the up and up. So they sent Barnabas to go to Antioch to see what was going on in this church. It says in verses 23 and 24 that when Barnabas came and saw the grace of God, he rejoiced and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast devotion. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were brought to the Lord. Barnabas was impressed with what was going on in Antioch. It was a movement that seemed unstoppable. More and more people were hearing about the love of Jesus Christ, and more and more people were becoming followers of Jesus, and the church was multiplying exponentially, a super exciting place to be. So much so that Barnabas realized that he was in over his head and he called for backup. He traveled to Tarsus to go and find his friend Paul and said, Paul, you got to come to Antioch and see what's going on here. He needed someone who understood the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ and how it can transform lives. And as you know from our studies uh, on the road to Damascus, if anybody 
uh, is a good candidate to come and help Barnabas in this work, it would be Paul, someone who knows about the saving power of Jesus Christ. So, the text tells us that Paul and Barnabas worked in Antioch for a year. And this is where the term Christian came from. These were the first Christians as we call them. I want you to notice something important about this. The name Christian, at least in the text, does not seem to mean that this group of people looked a certain way, that they were a certain ethnicity or had a certain level of intelligence. Remember that Antioch was an ethnic and economic melting pot, and the church was reaching many, many people from every walk of life. The Bible doesn't say that they were called Christians because they had all the right answers and ticked all the right theological boxes or that they prayed X amount of minutes a day. All we know from this text is that these were people who responded to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to the powerful truth that he loves them and that he saved them and that they devoted their lives to following Jesus. That's what the text tells us. Also, I want you to notice the name itself, Christian. They didn't call this group some sort of generic church people or, or something general like that. They named these people after the center of their faith. They were followers of Christ, so they became Christians. And that got me thinking of the various descriptors in my life. I'm an American. I'm a Hinsdalian. I'm a Covenanter. I'm ethnically Swedish. These are all descriptors, right, that tell you about who I am, but they're also deep parts of my identity. They're parts of, uh, of who I am. But none of those descriptors say as much as the descriptor of being a Christian. That's the deepest part of who I am. And it's the most important descriptor that you could place on me. These men and women in Antioch were described by what was most important to them. They were Christians, followers of Christ. And the Antioch church becomes a model for our church, even here today as well. We also want to, our church to be a place where people hear the powerful, transforming gospel of Jesus Christ. We want them to, to hear that and, and to find that to be compelling for them so much so that they respond by devoting their lives to following him. Like Antioch, we want our church to be a place where there are so many good things happening that the community around us starts to go, they're Christians. That's what's most important to them. That's the descriptor that makes sense because that's what their lives are centered around. Also, I think it would have been really exciting to be in that Antioch church in the first century because it was a training ground. People came to know Jesus, came to be followers of him, and then they were sent out in other places to go and do the same. It was from the church in Antioch that Paul and Barnabas and so many others were commissioned and sent out to go and do similar work all over the known world. Well, confirmands, think of this church and this morning as a commissioning as well. You've heard the good news. You've felt its power. You've trained as a follower of Jesus. You've studied his word. Now, where will you go and what will you do with this good news? That's the important question. I think I speak for Pastor Colby, Pastor Paul, Pastor Joy when I say that nothing would make us more pleased than to see each and every one of you leave your confirmation experience having felt the power of God 
through Jesus Christ and choosing to be a follower of him and having that be the descriptor that means the most to you going forward in your life. That you would be thrilled to choose an identity as a Christ follower as your most important identity. Lastly, we would be thrilled to see you grab on to this commissioning today so much so that your daily life as a Christian draws others into relationship with God. If you do so, you are living as the Antioch Church did, those very first men and women who were known as Christians. May you live into that name and all of its fullness. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity that is before these students and each and every one of us here today to act as those very first Christians did, those who received the name Christians because their lives were so reflective of an identity in you that it became how people knew them, that they would, that we would feel commissioned in the same way to go out and do the work that you would have us do as your followers. I pray for these students, they might take hold of that today, that they might know its truth and devote themselves in a fresh and new way in this holy moment to you. And for all of us who hear these words, that we might do the same so that we might live as the followers you call us to be. We pray these things in your name.